Hello and welcome to the AIS Training Hall for tonight's match between the AIS versus Bulleen. The big story coming into tonight's match is the injury list of the AIS. They will be starting two players short as the game commences tonight. The Bulleen Melbourne Boomers, of course, having a disappointing 19-point loss last night to the Canberra Capitals. So they're fired up for a big one, you can be sure. They do not want to go 0-2 for the road trip. The two captains are in centre court now, Katie Gaze and Desiree Glorbitz, as they receive their final instructions now from the referees. The team's going through their final warm-up before the game. I'll give you a chance to hear from the two coaches, Dean Kinsman and Cheryl Chambers. Well, Coach Kinsman, it's a, a real challenge. This is a top four, top five contender in the Boleyn Boomers. Yes, yeah, certainly. Like, we watched their game last night and they play well up and down the floor. They're well organised. Uh, they've got scoring avenues from five or six key players who can all get double figures. So uh, we've got our work cut out there tonight to be able to shut that down. And, uh, again, we've got a little lack of size tonight too, so that's going to be a major problem for us as well. Yeah, I see uh, Lizzie sitting on the bench here and that's uh, one call that you really wanted tonight up against uh, the likes of uh, a player you know well, Elise Penaluna. Yeah, look, Elise is a great player. Uh, it was with, uh, connected with her in the Sapphires campaign, the silver medal in, in Moscow. Uh, she had got good, great shooting touch. Again, at 6'5", she's a really hard person to contend with. Lizzie, yeah, like, takes 6'9 out of our, uh, our group's big, but we lose uh, Caitlin, uh, Alice Koenig, and uh, on Thursday night, unfortunate little clash, and we've lost our other point guard, uh, Karen Harrington. So uh, we're four down for tonight, so that's going to that's gonna challenge us. Uh, we've got a small group in, but we're going to be uh, rotating. Everyone knows they're going to get the play, so come out firing and, and see what we can do. The critical thing is come out firing, but keep the hands out and don't let any Tiggy Tuskwoods fouls put you in danger on that rotation. You must have gone in and read the scout board before you've come out. Uh, it's one of the, the first things that's on there. I said, I've got to be able to coach tonight without foul trouble. Uh, playing nine and, and being a little smaller, we've got to make sure that we move our feet, keep our hands out, we've got to block out, and we've got to make sure we contain well because if we get caught out in those areas, we'll get exposed into those fouling situations and that'll hurt us a lot if we do get into foul trouble. How do you scout someone like Cheryl Chambers who has a uh, notebook of plays about uh, the thickness of a telephone book in Melbourne? Yeah, it probably, uh, fortunately though, she's been doing it for quite a while, so uh, you know, I'm more abreast of what's going on with their, with their plays. My group being a new group in, it's, it's like educating them, so that was part of the reason, you know, taking them all to the game last night to be able to have a look at it. And Obviously, we're like everybody else. We do our homework and we watch the game tapes. But we've really got to guard and defence uh, just certain tendencies. We can't shut everything down. So we've got to uh, highlight key components of their offence and uh, we'll be looking to, to do that over their screening action uh, and they seal well inside off of some of their upcuts. So, you know, they're, they're the areas that we'll be focusing on mostly. And important for the girls to play the likes of Hibbert um, Hammonds and Glorbitz to get that experience and of course uh, there's no one that's uh, quicker down the floor than Sharon Milner. Oh look, yeah there's quality, you just, you just mentioned three you know, great players there so uh, you throw Desiree Glorbitz in there who's a, uh, a racehorse as well and they've got a good spread of talent there but it is, it is as much as anything for us in every game we play uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's really how much the girls pick up, what information they pick up from playing against key players, how they handle themselves out on the floor, what they need to do to adjust to them next time, and that's really a big, you know, big uh, part of our development. Well, we wish all the best tonight. Thanks very much. We get a 10-point head start. <laughs> well, Cheryl Chambers, after the disappointment last night, how's the team backed up? All healthy and fit for tonight? 
Yeah, look, we're, we're healthy. It's a double road trip. That's what it, what it requires in this league. So we've, we've had a bit of a recovery session today and a look at some video and we're ready to go. What is the key for tonight's game? Because it's a given that a team in your position in the top five should be able to steamroll this AIS side that's got so many young, new players to the league. Oh, well, I think you, you just can't discount the AIS. I mean, I've looked, watched them over tape in the last couple of weeks and, and certainly they've got players that could light it up and they're young, so you're never quite sure. So I guess the key for us is to come out hard and come out early and, you know, hopefully, you know, exert our pressure nice and early. And anyone carrying an injury into this game from last night? Oh, nothing, so to speak. I've got a few banged and bruised bodies, but other than that, we're, uh, you know, we didn't like losing, so I guess it's always a mark of character and see how we respond tonight. All the best. Thank you. Cheryl Chambers joining us there as we get set for what should be a very interesting clash between Aos and Bulleen. Bulleen, well favoured coming into this game to take the points. And it's interesting to know, we see Shelley Hammonds back out onto the court tonight. And she leads, or if figures I should say, in so many of the AIS WNBL individual stats. Just to give you an idea, she is second highest point scorer for the AIS second only to Lauren Jackson on 705 points as an AIS player. She's had games played, 60 is the fifth highest representative of the AIS club. She's also had 626 shots at these rings in the AIS training hall, which she had made 263 of them in her time at the Institute. She also has got uh, the second highest amount of attempts and completions as far as free throws go, shooting at 70% in her AIS career and also 414 rebounds, the fourth highest in shoot history. Another player that will be out there tonight is Desi Glorbert. She has had the most AIS three points made and sits second on percentage to Maya Newley. The teams are out in the centre. Penaluna, Glorberts, Milner, Hibbert and Hammonds. That is certainly the gun five for this bullying side. They're going up against. Coming. Ireland. Out there as well is Malt. And in the centre to do the uh, jumping. Looks like uh, Rachel Jarry. And then finally... It will be, I think, Bree Farley rounding out the five for the Institute. In fact, no, it's not. It is a Madgen. Tap down one easily by Penaluna into the hands of Hibbert. Milner gets the first possession. Left side goes to Globitz. Globitz bounced past to Hibbert, though. Just at her ankle. She has to take time to get it back. Hibbert with Madgen. All right in her face. Goes low post left side to Hammonds. Then halfway up the lane, it's Penaluna who knocks down an easy J to open the scoring for Bulleen. The Institute need to make sure they get some points here at every trip down the floor. Pull up jumper at 12 feet. Just didn't fall for Malt on the right side. And Milner does the rebound. He kicks it right to Hammonds. Three-point attempt rattles off the iron. And it's Hibbert who does the rebounding again. Milner holds it and then goes right side to Glorbitz. Back to Hammonds now, top of the key. Malt hits the floor. Hibbert goes for three. And, well, it wasn't a three. Toe on the line. It's a 4-0 lead. 
to the Bulleen Melbourne Boomers and we are inside the first minute of the game. Oh, at half court, Milner gets into the pass from Ireland and forces the ball eventually over the sideline and we will see Bulleen having their third offensive set. Bringing the ball into the front court now. Milner over the top, goes to Hammonds. Hammonds over the top to Penaluna in the paint. Penaluna loses the handle on at that time. Oh, but they said Ireland has got a touch on it, so Bulleen get another play phase here in offence. Goes to Milner, who works around the arc from left to right. She pulls up on the dribble, goes back to Hibbert. Hibbert didn't bother shooting. Went low post left side to Globitz. Globitz then outside to Penaluna. Penaluna's shot doesn't fall, but she's going to intercept the pass. That was a hot one looking to go into Jerry. And now turns back. It's Madgen trying to put up the shot. Unfortunately, goes back out to Jerry, and Jerry just can't lay it in. Just can't put the jump shot up from the three-point territory, and it is out of bounds over the baseline. And Bulleen will carry it back down the floor through Milner. Lot slower tempo than what we saw last night up against the Capitals. There. Certainly not running and gunning this time. Penaluna gets it low post right side. Unfortunately, the shot just went straight up and over the basket as Madigan brings it down the right wing. Goes back to Ireland into Cummings' hands. Now left side goes to Malt. Malt looking for Ireland. Ireland then brings it around the arc. Almost lost the dribble that time. Malt goes again. Ireland. Madigan inside to Jerry, but a three-second violation. And it will be again Bulling who have the advantage. Hammonds inbounds it to Milner. And Milner gets the easy travel down the floor. Just at about uh, half pace, you'd think, at this stage, is Bulling. Glorbert's on the right side. Goes back to Hibbert on the left for three. Rattles off the iron. Glorbert knocks it back. Milner's there. Penaluna kicks it. Well, gets it kicked into her straight away in the paint and she makes the shot. Six points to nil and now you know why Coach uh, Kinsman was asking for a ten-point start right off the bat. It's Madgen now. Left side goes to Malt. Malt back to Jerry. Jerry kicks it right to Ireland. Ireland gets a screen from Jerry on Penaluna but the three-point shot won't drop and Milner brings it back down the floor. Milner lays it in. And it is eight points to nil here with six minutes and 57 seconds left to go in the, in the first term. And already Coach Kinsman has called for the timeout there to, uh, well, try and get things back on the rails here as the AIS in this first three minutes have uh, not looked like they have got any offense available to them at the moment. So looking at the scorers, four points so far for Elise Penaluna. She's going to be very hard to stop tonight. And Katrina Hibbert with two. Also with two, Sharon Milner. Eight points to nil here. First time out coming with six minutes and 57 seconds left to go in the first term. Basketball here on sportradio.com.au as we count down to 200 games of WNBL action here. And we are looking forward to game 199, which comes up next week. And two great rivals, Townsville versus 
the Capitals in Canberra. It's going to be a great game. Inbound pass going to Jerry. Jerry just took a step before she bounced the ball, and that is a travel. So Bullen again get the ball, this time straight out of the timeout, and Coach Kinsman frustrated at the moment. This time Milner oh, gives up the ball to Ireland. Jerry carries it down, gets in under the basket, and in fact hit the backboard. Getting back there for the put-in, though, and the first points for Kate Oliver on the AO side. Penaluna gets it bombed into her in the paint. Can't get the shot in. Now it's going to be Jerry carrying it back. Hibbert tries to strip it from her. She kicks it on immediately to Cummings. Nice bounce pass on the baseline. Went out to Oliver again. Couldn't make the shot. Glorbitz comes up with it. Gives it to Milner as she settles things down. Going across the half now with 6 minutes and 15 seconds left. Hammond's on the right side. Milner on the left. Milner looking around, gives it to Glorbitz at the left elbow, puts up a jump shot, doesn't fall. Penaluna tried to tap it away, but Jerry got the ball back. Jerry carrying it down this time. Glorbitz grabs her wrist, and that will be a foul. First foul on Sharon Milner, in fact, first foul of the game. Coming in six minutes and two seconds left to go in the first time. And the sub being called in, Bree Farley. Sitting down, Steph coming. Inbound ball goes to Ireland. Ireland looking for Oliver, takes up position on the left lane. Little left hand jump shot doesn't fall. Hibbert does the rebound and kicks it on to Glorbert's right wing. She cuts into the paint. Oh, nice little hand by Farley that time. Tapped the ball away from Hammonds. She had to go back and find it in the corner, then gives it back to Milner. Ten seconds left on the shot clock as it is Milner who wraps around the arc, finds Hammonds inside, and Hammonds makes the shot. Ireland brings it back. Lob over the top that time. Farley. Farley on the right wing. Milner gets a hand in there, knocks it away from her. She gives it off to Jerry. Jerry goes this time to Madgen. Madgen then back to Oliver. And we're back on the right side with Ireland who works around a screen. That time from Oliver jacking up the shot. Madgen who tried the layup in the paint didn't fall. And it's Milner. Brings it down the court on the right wing. Hibbert can't finish off now. It's getting a bit sloppy here. Ten points to two at the halfway mark of the first turn. Madgen now oh, takes on Penaluna. Madgen hits the deck as Penaluna I think will be called for the... Blocking foul. Subs to come in, coming and coming for the AS. They're giving Ireland a break. Glorbert sits down as Pardon comes onto the floor. Inbound pass goes straight away to Farley. Farley gives to Oliver on the left-hand lane, then kicks it back out. Farley, then coming. Three-point attempt from Madigan. Hammonds does the rebound. He kicks it onto Hibbert, and Hibbert is being fouled as she went up for the layup. Madigan's going to be called for it as it was a bump on Hibbert as she was getting into the delivery stride. So good news for the AIS is they've given away their first foul. So five and... Uh, a quarter minutes into the game. Unfortunately, they're in the hole by eight points as Jerry sits down. Gaze comes into the game now. And Hibbert makes the first. She moves to three points for the game with a shot to come. Oh, rattles off the iron. AIS getting there in time. But in fact, uh, well, goes out of baseline. I thought the AIS had a hand on as Zoe Carr checks in. Coming. 
Brings the ball into the front half, kicks it off to Madigan. Madigan works around the arc from left to right. Backs up now. Oh, the pass was just a little bit high for Oliver. It was a good move there, and Oliver got herself into position under the basket, but the pass was just a little bit too high for her. Can gets the ball to Pardon as Bulleen continue to make their changes. Hibbert, outside the arc, goes inside the car. Car in the paint, and that was a nice little turnaround layup there from Zoe Carr to get her first points for the game. 13 points to two here with four minutes and ten seconds left to go in the quarter. As coming out for her first minutes of the game will be Michelle Joy. So Joy subs in as Oliver sits down. Ball in Cummings' hand now from the uh, restart. Oh, Madgen has uh, missed the pass, but I think Zoe Carr has been called for the foul as... Uh, and across white comes in for Hammonds. Four minutes left to go in the first term. And the AIS will have the ball from the baseline. Coming now, looking to inbound it. Kicks it to Gaze. She had her drive on the baseline. Stopped by Carr. Goes out to Madigan. Madigan puts up the layup. Hit it. Hits her in the, over the forehead with the uh, block shot that time. And she will go to the line to shoot for two. 13 points to two. Hibbert gets her first personal foul. That's 14 fouls for Bulleen. One to the AIS. As Madgan at the line. First one. Oh, a big lobbing shot that came off the back of the iron that time. Didn't fall. It's certainly silent as she took the second shot. Didn't fall in. And Zoe Carr did the clean up from underneath the basket. Gave it to Can, who brings it into the front court now. Hibbert just fakes the pass a couple of times on Gaze. Eventually goes round to Carr, uh, getting a piece on his Madigan, but the ball falls away from Crosswide up into the hands of Pardon. Pardon jacks up a three, and it will be over the baseline. And AIS will get the ball back. Madigan sits down, and Malt picks up. Her time on the floor once again. Gaze beating a path, working... Up around Reed, who's come into the game for Bulleen now. Reed watching Gaze. Got away for a moment. Malt in the paint. Layup doesn't fall. Carr does the cleanup. Gives it to Can on the left side. Bounce pass to Pardon. Pardon now kicks back to Crosswhite. Crosswhite to Khan, right hand wing. Well back from the three point arc. It's Reed. At the top of the arc, goes back to Khan, who hadn't moved, tried to go inside to Carr. The ball gets away from Carr that time. And, of course, I'm getting Can and Carr mixed up here, but foul has been... Oh. A call on the play. I didn't catch the signal that time, and it will be uh, a foot off, ball off the foot. That's what it was. As the three-point shot falls from Can. And she will make her first points of the game. 16 points to two. Here is the AAS. Are looking to void of scoring options at the moment. Bulleen rolling them early in this game. 2.44 coming for three. Uh, it was always off to the left. Malt did a good job making the rebound. Goes back to Gaze. Three seconds left on the shot clock. They said it didn't touch the iron. The shot onto the uh, iron before the buzzer. And Farley puts in only the second shot of the game for the AAS. 
and it is 16 points to four now two minutes 20 seconds it was a real buzzer beater that Gaze put up and Farley was good enough to put in Crosswide drives the baseline and that time it will be Joy who's called for the foul just a, a little bit careless there as that drive commenced and Bulleen will go to the line and across white with the chance to extend this lead. 16 points to four. Check that now. 17 to four as Cross White gets her first points for the game. Second shot is good. And it is an 18-4 lead now for Bulleen here with two minutes and five seconds left to run in the term. It is a very silent AIS training hall as they work around the arc again. Left side Farley works it over to the right, then goes to Cummins, also on the right. Goes left side now for Gaze, who pulls the trigger, and that's a good three-pointer by Kate Gaze. They needed that, the AIS. 18 points to seven now, with a minute 40 left to go on the clock. It's Reed. Right side goes to Carr, long way away from the three-point arc. Left side, it goes to Pardon, now back to Can. Can goes back to Reed. Oh, they left Reed open there. And she nails a three. Well, no, she had a footer on the uh, white line. It says there it's 20 points to seven here with a minute 20. Farley thought about the three. Tried to take on Pardon. Pardon in the letter. Then goes back to Gaze. Around the arc to the left. Gives it to Cumming. Cumming gets the screen that time from Joy. Put up a three-point shot. It rattled around. But Joy did well that time. Made position in the paint. Was able to put it back in the rebound. Inside the last minute of the first term now as the AOS start to rally. Carr gets it left side, goes to Can, Kicks it over to Crosswhite who dances around that baseline. Her first shot wasn't good. She gets a second chance. Puts it over the basket. Zoe Carr chasing after the rebound attempt. Gets it over the baseline and AOS have the ball. 46 seconds left to go in the first term. Gaze gets the inbound pass. She's getting double teamed in the backcourt though, but good enough to get away from it. As she gets away from her direct opponent in Reed, then goes back, gives it off to Malt. Malt then to Farley. Farley found Malt cutting at the baseline, uh, cutting at the hoop, but couldn't get the layup to fall. 23 Two seconds left as it goes through hands. Pardon, car top of the arc. Then it's Can who brings it back. Shot clock five seconds off the game clock at the moment. So Can running it down. Then drives down the left lane. Finds Zoe Carr baseline. And it was a good put in by Carr. Zoe Carr now moves to four points for the game. 22-9 as there's two seconds left coming. Tried to dump it over. But a hand in there by Crosswhite taps it over the baseline. And at quarter time... It's 22 points to nine here at the AIS Training Hall. Point scorers, leading scorers on the floor for Bulleen. Two players with four points apiece. That's Zoe Carr and also Elise Penaluna. We haven't seen much of the starting five in that last five minutes of the game as Coach Cheryl Chambers got a great opportunity opening up that 12-point lead at one stage there to be able to get the bench some good minutes. So Carr and Penaluna, leading scorers on the floor with four apiece. Then it goes to three points for Katrina Hibbert. Then two points for Milner, Hammonds, Reed. Also two points for, in fact, also three points for Tanil Can. And then it is to 
points for Anna Crosswhite. That's the 22. And I would think that, uh, with the exception of Desi Glorbitz, everyone who's been on the floor now has actually uh, scored some points for the game. And I'll uh, now have the official score sheet in my hands. And that is exactly the case. Everyone on the floor, with the exception of Desi Glorbitz and, uh, sorry, Lisa Pardon, have... Uh, have scored points so far. So looking at the shooting percentages here at quarter time, and it is 24% for the AAS, 47% for the Bulleen Boomers. It is three points, 20% for the AS, 25 for Bulleen, and free throws. Well, the AAS missing both their chances with a 75% success rate for the Bulleen side. Points in the paint is 6 to the AIS, 10 to the Boomers. Second chance points, 6 to the AIS, 2 to the Boomers. So that just shows you nothing clean for the AIS so far in this game. It was uh, at the first half of the quarter. It was an 8-point lead at the first change. It was a 22-9 lead. AIS get underway with the ball in the second term and immediately get the put in. So the AIS... Now, 11 points behind as Reed puts up a three-point attempt off the back of the iron and Farley athletically getting up there that time. Just hangs around in the backcourt for a moment, then in backcourt pass, gives it to Gaze. Gaze now looking to set something up, but everyone moved away from the right-hand side of the court. Had to go back to the left side, gives it to Malt. Malt then goes to Ireland. Oh, okay, could have kicked it to Gaze that time for an open three. She'll still get a chance here, but Hammonds came to her. She dribbled down to the top of the key, put up the shot, but Penaluna was back there to do the rebounding. 22-11, nine minutes to go in the half as Cowan... Brings it down, gives it to Hammonds. Hammonds back to Can. Can over the top. Penaluna in the paint and shot doesn't count. Three second violation in the key. At least Penaluna camping there and that affects the turnover. So the AIS get a bit of a break there as Jerry doing the work on Penaluna at the moment. Ireland goes to the right hand side, 45. Then goes back, Malt top of the arc. Gives it to Farley. Farley was just inside. Bounced off the back of the iron. Hammonds does the rebounding. Kicks it to Penaluna. Kicks it to Can. Can brings it down the floor. Then goes right side to Glorbitz. Glorbitz faked the pass. Went back to Penaluna. Top of the arc. On the left side, it's Reed. Reed drives down to the left lane. A pushing foul's being called on uh, the uh, 23 of Bree Farley. So Farley gets her first personal foul as it's... Uh, going to be Reed to shoot from the line. So Kylie Reed. First shot is good. This is uh, Reed's first trip to the charity stripe tonight. And she makes both. Farley to inbound the ball for the AS. Goes long, gives it to Jerry at half court. Jerry dribbles it into the front court, then hands off to Gaze. Gaze backing towards the centre circle where the AIS logo is prominent. Then has to go left side. Gives it to Ireland. Ireland, just nothing to go for. Puts up a three-point arc. There was no one there in Desi Glorbitz. Let's it bounce over the side. Glorbitz kicks it in. Goes to Hammonds at half court. Then Hammonds brings it in the front court. Goes right to Reed. Then back to Can. Back to Reed. Then Penaluna top of the arc. 
Left side is Glorbitz. Glorbitz looking around, finds Can again. Can takes on Ireland, drives in. Oh, the layup wasn't converted, and the ball will into the hands on the rebound of Kate Gaze. Goes to Ireland again, kicks. Farley dumps over the top. Jerry in the paint, couldn't get the shooter's roll on the ball as it hit the front of the iron, and the ball in the hands of Glorbitz now, bringing it down the floor into the paint. Oh, pockets picked that time by Malt. Malt does well, dribbles up the floor, then kicks it back into the centre of the court to Gaze. Gaze to Malt again, then handoff to Farley. Farley just trying to get away from Reed at the moment, dumps back, finds Ireland, cutting around the top of the key, then drives in on the left side, points count, and Can has been called for the foul, a reach-in foul, and that is a huge opportunity now for the AS to build some momentum. With a three-point play on the way, changes as Madigan coming, come in for Farley and Malt. Also Hibbert and Milner coming back on the floor for Reed and Can. So oh, the free throw by Ireland doesn't fall. And we're 24-13, 11-point game as Milner goes right side to Glorbert. Glorbett takes on coming, gets away from Gaze as well. Mill dumps over the top. Hammond in the paint. Oh, lays it in off the glass. 6.57 left to go in the half. 26.13. The gap opens up once again. As the AIS have uh, given up an offensive foul now. And that forces the turnover. So Milner brings the ball up the floor. Goes to Hammonds on the 45 right side. Hammonds a long way from home. Milner though is cut down into the paint. Oh, the jump shot on the left hand side doesn't fall. Glorbitz does the rebounding. Gives it back to Milner now. Gets it back. Tries to get coming away from her, but not enough to put up a three-point shot. So she goes inside to Hammonds. Penaluna trying to do the rebounding. Ireland has to dump it up. Coming, gets the ball down, kicks it on to Jerry, and Jerry gets the score. So Jerry now goes to her first two points of the game. 26-15, six minutes left to go in the half as Hammonds has the ball top of the key. Left side to Glorbitz, right side to Milne. Milner looking around, goes inside the hibbert at the right elbow, gives it to Hammonds. She drives down and oh, Penaluna in motion. I think Katie Gaze has uh, been called for a uh, slapping foul. No, it, it's gone on to I, oh, Steph Cumming, I think, has been called for her first personal foul. That's the third team foul for the AAS in this quarter. So a bit of concern there as Ireland sits down. And Cumming comes back. Uh, Cumming is credited with the foul now as Farley, Jarry, Madigan now back out there with Gaze. As Gaze looks for the three, she has turned around and that's the Katie Gaze that we need to see tonight as she closes up the gap. 29-18 with five minutes and 30 seconds. It's Hammonds and Glorbitz working it. Kick out to the top of the arc to Penaluna. Left side is Milner. Goes back to Hammond. Hammonds fakes the three-point attempt and then just drives down. Oh, I thought that was a charge by Hammond, but no. They've said that Madgan didn't have position on that left-hand lane 
and that is going to let Hammond go to the line. The fourth team foul now for the AAS as coach Dean Kinman, Kinsman does a call for a timeout here as we get a chance to have a look at the point scorers and Elise Penaluna is a leading scorer on the floor with seven points. Penaluna certainly leading the way here as in fact that timeout called by Bulleen. So I thought Dean Kinsman wanted the timeout but it is going the way of uh, it's been shown up here as a Bulleen timeout. Penaluna with seven points then it's four points to Hammond, Reed and Carr. Three points apiece for Can and also to Hibbert, then two points for Milner and also Crosswhite. For the AAS, their leading scorer is Kate Gaze with two three-pointers. She's got six. Then it is uh, Ireland with four, two points apiece to Jerry Oliver and also to Ireland. Uh, no, sorry, and also to Farley. So five minutes 27, Hammonds, oh, the first one was just off to the right. Landed on the right-hand side of the front of the iron. Doesn't fall in. Second shot is all net. And Bulleen out to a 30-18 lead here as Gaze brings the ball down the floor. Double-teamed in the backcourt as she ran into the trap that time. But quick hands gets it to Farley who drives baseline. Goes back to Cumming. Oh, Cumming a nice baseline J from the right-hand side. And Cumming now gets her first points for the game. Ten-point lead Bulleen have over the AAS at the five-minute mark of the second term. Glorbert's on the right 45, gets a good screen from Penaluna, goes to Hammonds as Penaluna was cutting at the basket baseline. It was a pass from Hammonds. It just got tapped away, hit Penaluna, and AAS will get the ball from the baseline this time. So Gaze brings the ball down, goes left side to Cumming, Cumming goes to Gaze, on the right 45, Madigan top of the arc, then it's Farley. Farley works around the screen from Madigan, but still no shooting opportunities. Eight seconds left, oh, the inbound pass was intercepted by Glorbitz, who lays it back for Milner. Glorbitz gets it back now in the front court. Milner on the right 45, on the left 45, sorry, then it's Penaluna. Right-hand side is Hibbert. Kicks across to Milner in the corner, left side, drives baseline, kick back to Penaluna. Penaluna can't get the shot to drop. Gaze just body checked, uh, sorry, it was uh, Jerry who body checked uh, Penaluna to make sure she couldn't get control of the rebound. And the AAS have it from the baseline again. Four minutes and 15 seconds now with three, uh, with 30. Plays 20, the 10 point game. Oh, Penaluna gets a hand in on the pass to Cumming. Penaluna, oh, absolutely mugged that time by Cumming as uh, she hits the deck and also hits the chairs that are under the basket on that side of the court. She gets up now. Cumming is called for a second personal foul. And that is the 15th foul for the AS. As Gay sits down and Ireland steps back in. Penaluna took a heavy knock too. That was, uh, well, going to make her earn these two shots from the stripe. Penaluna with seven points for the game and, uh, well, after looking like she was in for a simple layup, she's missed the first of the bonus here. Second is all net and it's 31 plays, 20. 
at the training hall. This is Sport Radio's coverage of the AAS bullying game. Don't forget, next week, it's Caps versus Townsville. They are, well, the most fiery two teams in the league over the past few seasons. Glorbitz gets the ball up the floor as the AAS unsuccessful in their attack last time. Hammond's in the paint. Oh, nice little hook shot. Gets the drop and it's out to a 33-20. 13-point lead for the Bulleen Melbourne Boomers. Three minutes and 30 seconds. It's coming. Gives the ball to Ireland. Ireland immediately transfers on to Madigan. Madigan goes to coming now. Who's cut to the left-hand side? Farley in the paint. Oh, fadeaway jump shot. Just rolled over the iron. Penaluna wraps it up. Although Ireland was coming in hard at the uh, ball. Milne. Milne going over the top to Hammond. But, oh, Madigan's been called for a reaching foul as she tried to steal the ball away. There was a big mismatch there too that Bulleen didn't get to uh, try and cover up on. That was Penaluna up against Ireland. With three minutes and 30 seconds left, it is the third personal foul on Tess Madigan. So Madigan now in a little bit of foul concern and as we heard from Coach Kinsman before the game, the one thing they did want to try and do was uh, make sure that they had the full complement of players that they had out there stay out there for the entire length of the game. Unfortunately, she's going to have to be very careful now. But that mismatch I uh, talked to you about before was a, a real concerning one then as uh, you had uh, Penaluna at 6-5 up against uh, Kelsey Island at 171 centimetres. So uh, that is, if they can get that rotation again bullying, they'll be very happy to be able to uh, expose that advantage. So Hammonds will go to the line, as I said to you at the top of the game, Shelley Hammond, one of the uh, best free throw shooters, well, in fact, the best percentage free throw shooter in the AIS's club history. She shot 70% when she was here at the Institute and she makes the first. So the second shot. Now on its way. Doesn't fall. And it is Oliver who does the rebounding. Oliver Working around, gives it to Ireland. Ireland, oh, finds itself open, goes for the three. It's off the front of the iron. There was no one there for the AAS to do the clean-up. Hammonds comes up with it, gives the Glorbitz, cross-court to Milne in the backcourt, then goes to Hibbert left side. Back out to Hammonds, top of the arc, then goes to Glorbitz, right 45. Glorbitz, oh, she started the dribble, pulled up on it. Hammonds down in the paint. Oliver gets a hand in there on the pass. Uh, it's almost tapped away, but Ireland can get it away from here. At that time, he was trying to intercept. This time, it is Jerry going to the basket on a good flash cut and has drawn the foul, although the points didn't drop. And that will be Shelley Hammond's first personal. And Jerry will go to shoot two. So again, this crowd very quiet as... Jerry makes the first and cuts the lead down now to 13 points. Second shot is there and it will be 
and across wide to check back in for Shelley Hammonds with two minutes and 37 seconds left. Zoe Carr's out there with Lisa Pardon, Glorbert's Mill, and also cross wide for Bulleen. For the AAS, it's Ireland, Oliver, then Jerry, Coming and Farley. Oh, Glorbitz gets away from coming that time. Goes to Carr. Carr sees Crosswide has been fallen off. And get, go to Crosswide. Can't get the shot to drop. And the AS do the rebounding. Coming goes quick. Farley for three. She just had plenty of time. She was well open. And that will be a big three-pointer for Farley, who goes to five points for the game now. It's 34-25. They're down to nine points as Milner runs down the left lane. Has to go back. Backtracks gives it to Carr. Carr gives off to Globitz. Globitz gives to Milner. Milner goes back to Globitz for three. It was an air ball and it's in contest as it was slapped away by Pardon. Slapped away by Oliver and eventually slapped away by Pardon again over the baseline. And the AAS get it with a minute 48. They go with a long pass to the top of the arc. Gives it to Jerry. Jerry having to carry it up. Well, we knew that Kinsman... Coach Kinsman was going to have to rotate his guards, but you didn't think you'd be seeing Rachel Jarry doing the carry up into the front court. Oh, Farley now drives the left-hand lane. Can't get it there. Oliver, though, for the putback. And now the AAS start to get a bit of a run happening here. 34-27, and the AAS is starting to get this crowd behind them and are starting to make some moves. Milner now. Another defensive stop here would be interesting. Oh, Farley reached in. That stopped Milner going to the line, but no one went to her when she collected the ball back. And eventually, it was Milner who had a turnaround jump shot from the left post, and it was good. 36-27 as the AS work it back into the front court. At the circle, it's coming. Coming, works her way around to the right-hand side. Then the bounce pass, oh, it was a little bit too hot. Cross White and Oliver had linked arms, and Oliver is being called for the foul as Cross White got the ball. It was an interesting situation there because both players had linked arms in the expectation, I guess, that uh, Cross White went to link arms with, uh, with Oliver. And because Crosswhite came up with the ball, there was a defensive foul, and Crosswhite gets to walk all the way down the floor and puts in the first of the two free throws. Second one's on its way. It's all net as well. And Bullina back out to an 11-point advantage. Ball on full-court pressure now. Takes a while to get to Malt. Malt then has to go to Jerry. Jerry kicks it quickly. Oliver down in the paint. And that was a good move by the AS. Trying to break up that full court pressure. As Milner now with 34 seconds left brings the ball back. The tempo going up now. Cross White gets there. Top of the arc. She has to sit and wait. All the balloon players on the left side. Car breaks to the right. Goes baseline and makes the shot. 20 seconds left as it's 40. Plays 29. Working around, Gaze looks to go to Farley. Farley over the top, gives it to Jerry. Jerry, who went for the, uh, well, the hard flash cut to the basket, couldn't uh, get the move on before Anna Crosswhite had taken up position and the charge was called. Second personal foul now for Jerry. As uh, whistle on play here. Didn't see what the whistle was for as Milner was bringing it into the front court. 
and uh, play stops. Dead silence around the court. Looks like uh, Cross White and uh, Milner going to come back to the baseline now. And, uh, well, the bench and the referees just having a quick chat. It was very silent there as the, uh, the whistle on the play. Now, pardon this coming down. We've got eight minutes and six seconds. Sorry, 8.6 seconds left on the clock here as they looked to inbound the ball. Full court pressure from the AAS. Milner gets it. In the end, it wasn't much pressure at all. She gets away from Gaze, drives down the left line, kick back to Crosswhite. Crosswhite's shot doesn't fall, but a whistle right on the buzzer has seen a charge on called on Anna Crosswhite. So, right on halftime, Crosswhite gets her first personal foul, and we have the Bulleen Melbourne Boomers with an 11-point lead at the long break as the teams leave the court. We'll take a break here on sportradio.com.au as Bulleen lead. The AAS, 40 points to 29. The AAS versus Bulleen Melbourne Boomers. And, uh, well, it is going Bulleen's way at the moment. It's 40 points to 29. 11-point lead here at the long break. And uh, if you want to look at some of the stats, well, it's Penaluna who is doing the damage with Zoe Carr. Eight points, uh, sorry, with the Shelley Hammonds. Eight points apiece. Zoe Carr with six points. And then it is a, a whole gaggle of players with four points. For the AS, their leading scorer is, or scorers, uh, Kate Gaze with six points and also Kate Oliver with six points apiece. Looking at the uh, shooting percentages, Bulleen with 44, AIS with 36. From three-point arc though, it's 33 to the AIS, 17 to Bulleen. Nine shots from outside the arc from the AIS who have been looking a little bit devoid of options inside with, of course, uh, Rowe and... Uh, uh, well, you can uh, really look at their whole tall order here out of the lineup because Cabbage and also Alice Kunek are sitting on the sidelines tonight. So the AAS doing it tough. They're too short just on the bench, four short of their normal full complement of scholarship holders. So, as I mentioned, Bree Farley on five points, and then on four points, you have uh, you have Rachel Jarry and also Kelsey Island. Rebounds heads twenty to fifteen in favour of Bullines. Uh, steals four to three in favour of the AIS. Blocks one, at least Penaluna, of course, and then turnovers ten to six. AIS with ten. Bullying with six as the teams return to the court. Glorbitz, Milner, Hammonds, Penaluna and Hibbert get us started. As Bullying get first possession now, Hibbert with the ball into the front court, just zigzagging on Ireland. Goes to the right side, gives it to Penaluna. Back to Hammonds now. Hammonds kicks off to Glorbitz. Glorbitz, who's still yet to score here. Schwartz up a shot, rattles around, Bulleen do the rebounding, so they get second use of the ball as well. Goes right side to Glorbitz now. 
Flobbert kicks left to Hammonds, then off to Hibbert. Hibbert drives at the basket. Oh, look away, cut over the pass over the shoulder to Penaluna. Penaluna goes inside to Hammonds, outside to Penaluna, and the shot doesn't fall outside the arc. Penaluna not afraid to take those shots. And Ireland brings it down the floor. Malt, Malt goes then to Jerry, who tried to drive the left lane. Oh, backcourt violation as the ball... Well, no, it was slapped away by Penaluna, they said. So it'll give... Coming now with a three-point opportunity, hits the arc. Hammond does the boxing out and will collect the rebound. Hammonds now gives it to Glorbitz. Glorbitz back to Hammonds. Hammonds then goes left side, gives it to Milner. Milner goes back to Hibbert. Hibbert for three off the front of the iron. Penaluna there, just too tall, and gets an easy putback. 42 to 29. We've gone minute and a half without any scoring, as well until the first score of the second term. Penaluna goes to 10 points for the game. Coming, just looking to drive left side. Dumps over the top to Molt. Molt can't get away from Hibbert. Now it goes to Madigan. Madigan attacks the basket. Shot doesn't fall. Hammonds is able to beat down the rebound. So again, AOS trying to make moves inside, but they just can't find an avenue at the moment. Hammonds has the ball on the left-hand side, but I think uh, Glorbert's just got wrong foot at that time. Coming to took position off her, and the ball goes over the baseline. It is 42 to 29, eight minutes left to run in the third term. Inbound ball goes to Ireland. Brings it down the right-hand side, then gives it to Farley. Farley goes back to Madgen. Madgen to Malt. Malt finds Farley cutting baseline. Then dump over the top as she drove away from the basket. Has to go outside to Malt for three. It's off the iron. No one there for the AAS to do any rebounding, so Milner comes up with it. Milner goes all the way. Oh, rejected that time by Malt as the foul has been called on Penaluna. Penaluna's second personal foul. And the AAS will have the ball from the side. So, seven minutes and 39 seconds left to go in the third term. And it will be Ireland bringing the ball down the floor on the right-hand side. Ireland just working around, kicks it back to the centre circle, then left side to Malt. Malt goes back, gives it to Jerry. Jerry then back to Ireland. Ireland or left, right, goes into the paint. Madgen takes on Hammonds and draws the foul from a pushing foul called on Shelley Hammonds. So that will give her a chance to go to the line. Madgen to shoot for two as Crosswhite comes in for Penaluna. So as Madgen, first shot, oh, big looping shot from the charity stripe is good. 42, plays 30. And makes the second, 42, plays 31, 11.4 gamers. Oh, Milner goes hard, gets to the offensive half of the court and then pulls up, just backs away, zigzags around at the centre circle, then goes down forward to uh, Glorbitz, and Glorbitz tried to get the pass to Hammonds, it didn't hit her, and Farley will inbound it now from the 
Baseline gives it to Ireland. Ireland trying to get away from Milner. Milner goes with her though. Ireland cuts left then right. Gives it to Farley on the right wing. Goes to Madgen. Madgen now to Malt. Malt over the top. Goes to Jerry. Jerry gets away from Crosswhite. Drives down the left-hand lane. Goes towards the basket and makes it. So a nine-point ball game. Now the closest the AAS has been for a while. As Glorbitz gets in the paint. Oh, great work from Farley who has hands all over the ball. Eventually the shot goes up. And, well, that small-sized ball sits down and is jammed in between the ring and the backboard. Now, years ago, you used to say that uh, that used to be a flat ball that gets stuck up there, but, of course, that's when they were both using the, uh, the larger ball. Now, that smaller ball is able to get stuck in there, and we see it every now and then. So Malt inbounds the ball as we get the play back underway. Island goes the inbound pass and brings it up to the half. Malt goes back and whistle on Crosswhite. So Crosswhite picks up her second personal foul. That's three fouls to nil here in the first uh, under four minutes of this third term. Inbound ball goes to Ireland at the top of the arc, then goes across to Farley. Farley finds Malt on the right wing. Goes back now to Farley, who is a long way from home. Jerry tries to put up the uh, shot in heavy traffic. She's on the floor, eventually oh, doing the rebound work. She rolls the ball away, but Hibbert is good enough to get there. Hibbert goes looking inside for Hammonds. Hammonds finds uh, the pass was not hot enough and Madgen gets in there, steals it, does some nice dancing along the baseline, then starts to bring it forward. Now goes right side to Ireland, back to Madgen again, left hand side to Malt. Madgen in the paint, shot doesn't fall, and Hibbert will pick up her second personal foul, fourth team foul on Bulleen as a sub, Lisa Pardon, comes back onto the floor for Desiree Glorbitz. So... An interesting time now as the chute gets to close this gap. Madgen picks up another point. Three points for Madgen for the game. 42 plays 34 with the shot to come. Second shot is good. Looked good out of the hand and was all net. Five minutes 38 and the chute cutting down the lead now. It is just seven points as Pardon has the ball in her hands. Bounce pass to Hibbert. Oh, cross wide. Too easy in the paint. And she makes the shot. Madigan had a hand, I think, on the, uh, on Anna Crosswhite. And that's her fourth personal. So Oliver comes back onto the floor. And, um, it will be a three point play. So, looking to open it back out to a 10-point lead. No, the shot doesn't drop. Malt comes up with the rebound, kicks it immediately to Ireland, and it's still a nine-point gap here. 44-35, 5 minutes 20 left to go in the third term. Left side, it goes now to Farley. Farley tries to dribble around. Oh, she sees an opening, drives down the left lane, loses the handle on it as Milner reaches in, goes back, jump shot from the Lowe's post on the right-hand side, but doesn't fall and Bullying come up with it. 
Pardon goes back to Milner, back to Pardon. On the right-hand side, they play around with it. Hammonds now on that three-point arc, finds Hibbert, low post, banks it in. As the timeout has been called, and it is Kate Gaze looking to sub back in on this next play. It's the AAS calling their first timeout of the second half with four minutes and 50 seconds left to go in the in the third term. Leading scorers, well, it's still 10 points for Elise Penaluna, who is the leading scorer on the floor. And uh, just looking, a couple of players with uh, seven rebounds apiece. The rebounding count at uh, the current point in time, 25 to Bulleen, 19 to the AIS. So, Again, getting beaten on the boards, the AAS, but they really need to find some inside uh, ball because although the points in the paint is 24 to 16, it has really been the fact that they haven't been able to get any sort of inside-out game going that we've really seen the AAS struggling here tonight. It's 46, plays 35, 11-point ball game as... The AIS side will get the ball from the baseline. It is Jerry, Gaze, Oliver, Malt and Farley for the AIS. Hibbert, Crosswhite, uh, Reed, Pardon and Milner. Inbound ball goes to Gaze as Gaze brings it down the floor. Farley's breaking to the right wing. She goes now right side to Gaze. Dribbles that way. Then comes back to Jerry. Oh, Hibbert does well. Taps it away from Jerry on a good drive at the bucket. And it is going to be AIS from the baseline. Inbound ball goes to Gaze. Gaze kicks it out. Jerry for three. Hits the iron. Hammonds does the rebounding. Gets it immediately on to Hibbert who brings it into the front. Hibbert bounce pass to Milner in the centre circle. Goes to Hibbert again. Hibbert has Malt watching her. Bounce pass inside to Hammonds. Hammonds in heavy traffic. Oh, three-second violation on Shelley Hammonds. Sub. Malt sits down. Four coming. So an interesting one there as Shelley Hammonds wanted to argue the toss there just as the foul, as the uh, violation was called. Gaze brings it down the floor, goes right-hand side to Cumming. Then to Oliver at top of the arc, left side is Farley. Goes back now to Jerry. Jerry goes to Gaze. Milner's not giving her any space, but Gaze gets a screen off Jerry, turns towards the charity stripe, doesn't get the shot in, but Oliver on the putback, and the AAS bring it back to nine points now. 47, play, 46 plays 37, three minutes and 40 seconds left to go. In the third term, Hibbert from the top of the key. Shot doesn't fall. Cumming gets the rebound. Gives it to Gaze. Gaze then brings it down the right wing. They're looking to set something up on the left-hand side. Goes to Cummings. No, comes back. Jerry Farley. Then it's back to Oliver. Left and right. Goes back to the left again. Gaze over the top to Oliver. Oliver tried to drive baseline. Hibbert gets the rebound. Falling out of court. Gives it to Crosswhite. Then goes back to Milner. 46-37, 3 minutes, 10 seconds left to go in the third term. Milner breaks to the right. Milner drives left lane, takes it all the way and it falls. So Michelle Joy looking to come back into the game now. 
Joy. We'll come in for the AAS. Jerry sits down. Hammonds and Crosswhite sits down as well as Carr and Penaluna take on the court. Gaze gets into the front court. Gaze, oh, got a good screen that time from Oliver. Gives it to Joy. Joy puts up the screen for Farley, who looks for the three and it's all net. 48 to 40 as the AS gets their smallest deficit for some time now. It's probably since the first quarter. Hibbert working around, oh, gets it to the elbow, then goes back. Penaluna puts up the shot from the top of the arc. And it's 50, plays 40, 10-point ball game as Gaze brings it down, kicks right side to Farley. Farley goes back to Joy. Joy tries to take position as she gives it to coming Inside, outside, they're looking a bit better now, the AS. As Gaze jacks up a three, it was off to the left. And Hibbert comes down with the rebound, immediately kicks it on to Pardon. But Farley was back there to stop her from getting a fast break in action there. Goes the car, low post, left-hand side. Nice turnaround, Jay, from the former Institute and Canberra Capitals player. As Zoe Carr moves to eight points for the game. Gives it to Gaze. Now Gaze kicks it over to Cumming. Cumming goes back to Joy. Handoff to Farley. Farley gets a screen from Joy, goes inside to Oliver, her fadeaway, Jay is banked in and it's still a 10 point ball game with a minute 30 seconds left to go on the three quarter, till three quarter time. Milner brings the ball down the floor, straight up the centre, his car goes to Penaluna and that's as easy as you like. Penaluna and Gaze, just a, a bit of a push-me-shove-you after the uh, bucket went in. Gaze almost loses the dribble there in the backcourt. Has to go to Cumming to help her out, then gets it back. Gaze starts the dribble, handoff to Cumming, right-hand side now. Gaze, oh, put up the screen to try and get Hibbert off. Dump back for Oliver, and I think a three-second violation was called there as Glorbert's comes back into the game and it will be Pardon who sits down. Dean Kinsman wanting to talk to Steph Cumming about that last play. 54-42. 12 points the difference inside the last minute of the third term. As Milne, bounce pass to Glorbitz. Glorbitz looking around here. Farley is in front of her. Bounce pass to Carr. Carr on the right lane. Does herself and gets the shooter's roll. As uh, Carr now moves to 10 points for the game. 56-42. Coming, cuts to the basket. Milne picks a pocket. They're on the floor. Jump ball. And it will go the way of the Bulleen Boomers. So 56-42. 20 seconds left to go. As Milne works around Milne into the left right elbow, goes back to Carr. Carr leaves the shot short and Joy does the rebounding. As time runs out as the AS tried to push it forward. It's 56 to 42, a 14 point deficit here at the final change. 
So as we look at the stats here at the final change after the AIS, well, it closed that gap down to eight points. It gets back out to 14 points. Leading score on the four, 14 points. Elise Penaluna. Well, currently the difference, perhaps. 11 points for Zoe Carr, second highest scorer. Then it's Shelley Hammonds with eight. She went the whole quarter without scoring a point. I think you'll find Hammond. So better D on her by the AIS. Then it's Milne with six, also Cross White with six. Five for um, Hibbert. Then it is four points for Reed and three points for Han. Just looking at the AAS, leading scorer on the floor for the AAS. Kate Oliver with 10 points. Then it is back to Bree Farley with 8 on 6 points. Kate Gaze and also the 8 of Rachel Jerry along with, I mentioned uh, uh, Jerry on 6 points I should say with Kate Gaze. Four points, it is Madgen and also Ireland with two points to Michelle Joy and Steph Cumming. So if Cumming can start to get some out of her outside shooting going, Cumming who is uh, currently one from four from the floor and uh, zero from three outside the arc. So the final quarter about to commence here at the training hall on sportradio.com.au. Don't forget, game 199 on Sport Radio is going to be a great one. It's the Capitals versus Townsville. Underway, AIS get first use of it. Then Ireland trying to work on the screen from uh, far, uh, from uh, from Jerry is good. Gets the ball hard to Oliver, and Oliver puts it in. So we're back to a 12-point ball game here. 9.35 as Carr, Milne, Penaluna, Hibbert and also Glorbert out there on the floor. It's Glorbert gives it to Carr, gets to Penaluna right hand side, baseline and from the low post it is Penaluna who moves to 16 points for the game. Farley working around the top of the arc, goes back to Oliver again. Oliver's shot is into the iron and Hibbert will bring the ball back working with Carr on the rebound. Goes to Carr now over the top, Penaluna. Penaluna couldn't get the shot to drop there as Oliver had got a piece in on the pass and that was good work by Katie Oliver as the ball crossed from Gaze going to Farley gets tapped away and it will be an AIS ball from the side. 18 seconds left on the shot clock. It's 58 plays, 44. AIS inbounded to Ireland. Top of the arc is Gaze. Gaze, pull up, jump shot from the top of the key. Exactly what she needed. Two points for Gaze. Moves her to eight for the game. 58 plays, 46. As it's 8.39. Left in the game. AIS 12 points down. Penaluna to inbound the ball, goes to Milne. Penaluna on 16 points, Carr on 10 for Bulleen who lead. Milne zigzagging at the top of the key, gives it to Carr, bounce pass to Hibbert. Hibbert, turn around, 
And a foul has been called on Ireland. Oh, yep, on Ireland. And Hibbert will shoot two. So Hibbert, who is on five points, she uh, was on three points at uh, halftime, so she scored only two points in that last quarter. Makes the first, it's all net. 59 plays, 46 as the second shot's in the air. Hibbert makes both. And the gap opens up again. 60 plays, 46 as Bulleen try to trap Ireland in the back court. Gets away from them, gives it to Farley who does a nice zigzagging move and will make the shot. Farley to 10 points for the AAS. Leading scorer is Oliver with 12 for the AIS at the moment. Glorbitz goes around the arc through hands of Scar, then to Hibbert. Hibbert back to Milner on the right side. Glorbitz now trying to get her first points. No, kick out to Penaluna for three. Slapped away by Carr, slapped then away by Hibbert into the hands of Gaze. Gaze runs down the floor. She's the only one on the right-hand side. Ireland, look away, pass for Farley off the iron. Oh, great work from Jerry. And Jerry is going to go to the line here as Hibbert is called for her third personal foul. Cheryl Chambers calls for a timeout as it's 60 points to 48. Here at the training hall, 7 minutes and 32 seconds left to go in the game. Bulleen still shooting at 47%. Bulleen, leading scorer, is still 16 points for Elise Penaluna. Zoe Carr with 10. Then it's Crosswhite with 6. Also, Milner. With six points. Oh, Shelley Hammonds with eight, but has been held well here in the last uh, quarter and uh, two minutes. It is seven points for Hibbert, six points for Crosswhite, four points for Reed, three points for Can. For the AAS, great work tonight. Really uh, shouldering the load is. Kate Oliver, 12 points for her, 10 points for Farley, and then it is 8 points for Gaze, 6 points for Jerry, 4 points apiece for Madgen, and also for um, the 14 of Ireland. Inbound ball goes to Ireland now from Farley. Goes back, oh, low post, uh, losing the handle on it that time was Oliver, but Ireland was able to get back there. Goes to Jerry, top of the arc. Gaze is a long way from home. Goes back to Oliver. Inside, Jerry. Shelley Hammonds has a block shot, but they're saying she got a piece of arm. I was a long way away from that, but it looked all ball to me. It looked like a good block shot, but as I said, I'm a long way away from that. 60 plays, 48, and Shelley Hammonds has her third personal foul. Desi Glorbett's just talking to Drew Mead there. As Jerry makes the first. Shot to come. And it's in. Ten point ball game here with seven minutes and 15 seconds left to travel. 
at 60, plays 50. Glorbitz now looking around. Goes to Hammonds. Hammonds has to take a second bite at it. Hibbert gets it to Milne. Milne, top of the arc. As she zigzags away, back towards Hibbert. Over the top, Penaluna. Turnaround jump shot on the baseline. That is very nice. Penaluna is developing into such an excellent player. Three clubs for Penaluna. The AIS, Dandenong, and now Bullying. And has really developed well. Ireland kicks out to Farley. Farley, good little uh, 12-foot jump shot. And Farley keeps it at a 10-point ball game as she moves to 12 points for the game. Six minutes and 25 seconds. Glorbitz goes to Hibbert now. Gay's watching her over the top. Hammonds, block shot by Jerry. Goes back outside. Milner could have gone for the three. Kicks it off to Hibbert and she nails a three. 65 plays, 52. As the ball rolls back into the court. Coming, going to sub now for Ireland. That means Gaze and Coming will rotate. 65-52, six minutes left. And the AAS starting to get some belief, but they're going to have to get some defensive stops along the way. Gaze, stopped the dribble, has to go to Coming now. Will isolate it on the right side, goes inside to Jerry. Gives it back to Farley for three, and she rattles it in. And the AAS back to ten points at... Almost, uh, well, no, not quite yet, but it's 5 minutes and 45 seconds. The AS want to keep this within 10 points. As Hibbert goes left side to Hammond. Hammond, God, oh, wrong foot, Jerry drives to the bucket and Oliver's going to be called for the foul. No, they're going to call it against Jerry. No, goes to Oliver in the end. Oliver picks up her second personal foul as it will send Hammonds to the line. And Hammonds, oh, leaves it a long way short to Shelley Hammond. Second shot's on its way, it's all net, and that's Hammonds' first score in a, oh, almost uh, two quarters of basketball. Five minutes 30, and it is an 11-point lead once again for the Bulleen Melbourne Boomers. Goes to Farley. Farley then goes to Cumming. Outside to Jerry. Oh, the bench was up. Kinsman, although it didn't fall, had a smile on his face that time as that offensive manoeuvre looked to almost pay off. Mill now goes back to Hammonds. Penaluna in the corner. It's Glorbitz for three. All net. And Desi Glorbitz gets her first point. Of the game. Into the last five minutes of the game as timeout has been called here at the training hall at 69.55 as the AS call their second timeout of the half. Lee's Penaluna leading scorer on the floor with 18 points. Then it is. Um, well, two players with 10 points apiece. Hibbert and Zoe Carr. Then it's nine points for Shelley Hammond and six points apiece for Crosswhite Milne. Then for the AIS, leading scorer is Bree Farley with 15 points. Farley leading the way here for the Chute. 
12 points for Oliver, 8 points apiece for Gaze and also Jerry. So, interesting to see what the AS can do. 69 plays 55 here as it is Hammond, Penaluna, Glorbert's Mill. So, Cheryl Chambers really wants to finish the AIS off. Madden, Gaze, Farley, Jerry has the ball in hands now. Goes into the paint, puts the shot up over the top of Penaluna and Hammonds. Doesn't fall and Bulleen have control of it back once again. Gaze watching Milne who's got the ball on the right hand side. Goes to Hibbert. Hibbert working around. Hibbert under a lot of pressure. Goes Penaluna. Hand off to Globitz. Globitz inside to Hammonds. Hammonds can't get the shot. Jerry pulls it down. Dribbles, dribbles up the floor. Goes to Cumming. Cumming kicks it on to Bree. Uh, Farley, Farley then gives it straight off to Madigan. Madigan's three-point shot doesn't fall. It was in the hole and rattled out. 69-55, four minutes left to go. As Hibbert has the ball, right-hand side. Goes to Hammonds. Hammonds kicks it on to Penaluna. And that is something you're going to see all season from this Pauline side as Penaluna just making great moves at both low posts there with her jump shots. Coming. Goes over Jerry. Now gives it to Farley. Farley gets away with a good free throw. Uh, uh, sorry, good. Uh, Jerry gives a good screen to Farley who puts up the shot at the top of the key. It doesn't fall. And Bulleen will have it once again. Subs coming in. Farley sits down. Cummings sits down as Ireland and Malt comes back out onto the floor. So the AS need to find some scorers here as it's dried up for them in this final turn. Hammonds over the top to Penaluna. Penaluna just rode the bump and then had a nice put in. 73-55 as uh, Bulleen start to hit the accelerator now. They've got their starting five on the floor and they mean business here. As it goes to Jerry, Jerry tries to get it in. Over the top, the rebound made by Banning Madgan. Madgan doing the rebounding over the top of Milne and that will be a 73-57 ball game here with 2 minutes and 56 seconds left. Milne bringing the ball back down the floor. Hibbert didn't really make effective screen that time but Hibbert kicks it on to Penaluna who's in motion on the baseline and Penaluna doesn't miss on the layup. So Cummings going to come back in here as it's 75-57. Gaze chases after the ball on the left side, dribbles it around. Oh, Madgen gets away from Penaluna. It just had to turn more confidently. Gaze will get the ball back for three and she knocks it down. 75 play 60 here. 15 point ball game. Uh, Bulleen in control but with, six, uh, with two minutes 15 seconds left. It is still good to see the AIS fighting it out. Oh, Madgen fouled again. That will sit her down for the rest of the game. As she, well, put a fairly heavy bump on Hammonds that time. And she takes a seat for the rest of the game. Inbound ball from the side. Glorbitz gets it off to Mill. 
Milne goes to Glorbitz. Glorbitz fakes, then goes back to Hammonds. Hammonds back to Glorbitz with the shot, rattles off the iron. And the ball's in the hands of Jerry, who takes off. Milne gets back there, but the oh, kick-out pass, trying to go to Malt. Uh, Penaluna gets a hand on it before it goes over the side. And it will be an AIS ball. Malt looking to bring it in. Goes to Ireland. Gets it to Gaze. Gaze fakes the three. Hammonds falls off. Of, uh, sorry, that's uh, Reed falls off for a moment. Goes back to Ireland. Then right side to Malt. Malt goes back to Ireland. Ireland back to Malt. For three at the top of the arc. Rattles off and Glorbitz brings it back down the floor. 15 point ball game here as the AIS. Try to work back with a minute 31. Bowling ball in hand. Milne's just setting it up. She can run down the clock now. Reed sets up on the right-hand side. Goes to Glorbitz. Comes to Hammonds. Hammonds goes for three. That was all net. And it's 78. Play 60 here. Shelley Hammonds now moves to 12 points for the game. Penaluna leading scorer on the floor with 24. Handoff from Malt to Ireland. Milne gets in there, slaps it away. It's over the baseline. And the AAS will have the ball. 15 seconds on the shot clock. Minute and six left to go on the game clock. Inbound ball now coming. Goes long to Malt. Malt a long way from home on the left-hand side. Goes to coming. Mill had a hand in there. It slapped away from her. She had to go back and fetch it. Oh, dump over the top to Malt. Kicks it off to Jerry. Jerry goes up to Penaluna. I think she's drawn the foul out of Penaluna. So she was zigzagging along, cutting to that basket that time. And I think she will go to the line to shoot two as uh, the foul was actually called on the six of Desiree Glorbitz. Jerry at the line. Makes the first. Moves her along to nine points for the game. Second shot rattles in and the shooter sits down as Joy comes back out onto the floor. 78, 68, inside, uh, 62 I should say, inside the last minute of the game. Milne brings it down, gives it to Reed. Reed looks around, kicks it back to Hammonds, then to Glorbitz. There on the right hand, 45. Pumps it once and then gives it to Milne. Looking to get uh, Penaluna set up on the baseline here. Milne zigzags, kicks away, stops the dribble. Good work by Ireland who just made a jack something up in the end as the shot clock counted down. Hammonds couldn't get the air ball and Malt will get it from the baseline. 28 seconds left to go in the game. The AIS trailing here by 16 points. It is 78 to 62. Bullying go to end this Canberra road trip at one and one. Gaze over to Malt on the baseline. Malt takes on Hammonds. Goes back then into Joy and Joy makes the shot. Eight seconds left. 78 to 64. Milne in motion. Kicks it over the top. That's showtime from Glorbitz. It'll have to be a big push up. No coming after the buzzer, tries to jack up a shot, but it's too late. A 12-point victory in the end, 78-64. The Bulleen 
Boomers have defeated the AIS here at the training hall tonight. Leading scorer was Elise Penaluna with 24 points. Shelley Hammonds with 12 was the next best. Then it was Zoe Carr and Hibbert on 10 points apiece. Brief Ali on 15 led for the Institute with 12 points for uh, Katie Oliver and 11 points for Kate Gaze. Uh, the top scorers for the AIS. Rebound leaders, Hammonds with 12, Penaluna with 8. Uh, for Bulleen, Jarry, 9. And Oliver with 5, Ireland with 4. Shooting from the field, 48%, very consistent right throughout the game was that shooting percentage by the Bulleen Melbourne Boomers. 47, 47, 44... And then 48 at the end of the game was the percentages at each of the quarters. It was a, a well, a game that Bulleen had control right from the get-go. Looking at a, a few of the other stats, well, second chance points, and it was a tale really of the fact that the AIS just couldn't get as many clean looks at the basket as they would like that they had so many second chance points tonight as the Bulleen Melbourne Boomers have a good solid win in the end and we'll hear from the coaches next on Sport Radio's coverage of AS versus Bulleen next week it's the Caps versus Townsville as we look forward to what should be a great game there but here's to the coaches and of course Cheryl Chambers with the victory was a lot happier, Cheryl Chambers, I see tonight than last night, where the team was uh, good no matter what you did, you were able to get combinations that could find avenues to the basket. Yeah, look, it was a bit of a scrappy game, to be quite honest with you. I mean, some parts were really pleasing and some parts weren't, so I guess the best thing is that we've got a win and, you know, we're back on the winning trail and it gives us a little bit of confidence, I guess, going into next week. And, as I said, you were able to get good minutes on the bench, which is important because you got to see different combinations of players that you don't always get to see under pressure and if you do have to go that way in a game they're going to be experienced and have that practice at it. Yeah, look, it's great. Some of those players that we got in tonight, you know, haven't hit the court or hit the court for extended periods, so it's good, good experience for them and, and good for us, as you say, to get and see them and see what they what they can do and what they can't do. Well, it's going to be an interesting time till we see you back in the nation's capital. We wish you all the best. Thank you very much. Well, Dean Kinsman, it was a tough ask. You wanted that 10-point start, and, uh, well, it would only put you down by two. Oh, no, sorry, down by uh, four. Yeah, well, you know, it was probably uh, it was more than 10 points, really, in a way, because of the way we were playing and, you know, struggling to get on the basket. We had plenty of good looks early, but uh, we didn't make them, and they're fairly efficient, and they... Uh, effective in what they did and they just put us behind the eight ball a little bit but we regrouped and I was really pleased with the way that we came in and, and uh, stuck it out like obviously our defence intensity picked up uh, they were on track to go 100 plus there at one stage so to, to limit them and restrict them back and put ourselves in a position where we forced them to take a couple of timeouts um, when we were getting them back into single figures uh, was pleasing uh, just their effectiveness to be able to use their bigs at different times uh, hurt us down the stretch yeah, it took so long to even get somewhat of an inside-out game to try and break up the defence from Bulleen. But eventually the girls did find some ways to get the ball inside so they could get some opportunities. Yeah, we're a little bit offensively uh, orientated at the uh, perimeter in the, in the beginning. 
and we talked about that at half time, trying to spread the floor a little bit and bring the bigs out and, and take them off the dribble, off the penetration and we were far more successful as, as you can see in the second half, Rachel uh, Jerry was more effective, uh, Kate Oliver who's really had a really, really tough uh, four months or so, uh, come in and was good for us off the bench with 12, which was really pleasing. And, and good to see uh, Bree uh, Farley getting on the basket for us as well. She's a good athlete and just you know a bit of confidence tonight. We'll do her the world of good. Yeah, it's going to look good for uh, experience down the track. Of course, uh, you can't help but notice that 24 points up against the 21. And Elise Penaluna, she was, uh, well, dominant tonight in height. But just the way they're getting the ball to her, feeding it to her in both games that you've watched this weekend is uh, really setting Boleyn up for something special? Well, she's a really uh, emerging player and uh, just, you know, she was in that sapphire. but she's also eligible for the Gems that year but she couldn't do both well so I was really disappointed that we didn't have her for that Gems campaign because she is a really good, good player. She's such a good shooter for her size and can shoot from range. Um, next time we play though, we, we'll hopefully have a 203-4 centimetre in there to combat a bit of that and take some of that away and uh, hopefully we get our uh, point guard back as well which will be able to um, create a little bit more pressure up the floor. I thought that was one of the pleasing things tonight. I thought we did a pretty good job on Milner. She's a good organiser, um, but I thought we did a good job to try and slowly wear her down over the course of the game. So uh, with another point guard in there next week, that's another different situation too. And an important defensive job that they did on Hammonds after she got away to eight points mm-hmm. early, you kept her scoreless for two quarters or thereabouts on the time clock. Yeah, again, you know, we had a bit of a focus there and uh, you know, I think she's, she's a quality player too, but I think she's just working her way through her games and getting back into the, you know, that game routine, that game fitness. And, um, but I thought we adjusted well on her and uh, we also put her a bit of, under a bit of pressure down at the defensive end. So uh, that was good for us as well to you know, take her out a little bit too. So I was pleased all overall. Well, five games away from home now as you uh, really get into some road trip basketball. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, going to be a lot of fun for us. But um, I guess that's part and parcel of it. The, the, the difficult thing is that the uh, back-to-back weekends away, then two in Melbourne and Adelaide, Perth, uh, and then come back and the girls have got year 12 exams the day they get back. So uh, they got a fairly uh, hectic two or three weeks ahead of them. But they're, they're, good, they're good players and they're good kids and they, uh, they're growing up. And you know, we're in a lot better situation, I think, than what we were two years ago. Uh, I think the girls have adjusted well and... And they, they scrap it out like you saw. We got a 24-second shot violation with the second-last play. You know, it's easy to give the game away, but they're fighting it out right to the end, and that's what we're asking of them. So I was really pleased with what they did. Well, all the best for the road trips. Thanks very much. So a interesting but dominant game by Bulleen that sees them take the victory, 78 to 64. As we get set for game 199 on sportradio.com.au, I hope you'll join us. It's the Caps versus Townsville, Bucks versus Graf. It should be a fantastic game. We hope you'll join us because it is also a top-of-the-table clash. Till next week, on behalf of all the Sport Radio team, I'm Craig Ravel, wishing you a very good night.